Bounces away from McCulloch. Thurston gets the ball to Morgan. Morgan crosses the 20. Comes away to O'Neill. Welcome to Above the Horizontal, a podcast about rugby league. I'm your host, Bo Nicholson, and for this very special episode, I'm joined by Daniel Friend, Miles Stebman, and Chris Waring. That is, of course, the New South Wales contingent of our panel to discuss the New South Wales team that has literally just dropped. Now, we had been hearing rumors throughout the day from uh, various Channel 9 reporters that might have some inside goss with Brad Fittler about what the team would be. And it turned out to be pretty accurate and there are some surprises. I'm just going to read through the team list right now and then I'm going to let the boys have at it with their thoughts as New South Welshmen of how they think their team's going to go. So the fullback and captain is James Tedesco, of course. The wingers are Daniel Tupo and Brian To'o. Of course, Josh Adokar, not selected. The centers are Katoni Staggs and Stephen Crichton. The halves are Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary. The front row, pretty standard, uh, Junior Paolo, Damian Cook, and Payne Haas. The back row, well, the edge back rowers are Cameron Murray, Tarek Sims, who retains his place, and Isaiah Yeo is the lock. On the bench in the utility spot is Nico Hines, with Regan Campbell-Gillard, Tyson Frizzell, and Ryan Madison listed to make his debut as well. They have named a 22-person squad. So they have Jack Whiten, Appy Correasau, Liam Martin, Jacob Siafiti, not Daniel, Jacob Siafiti, and Joseph Suwali. Now, there's a few surprises there. Friendy, initial thoughts. Uh, yeah, it looks okay. I'm a little bit worried about our edge defence. A um, couple of young guys on debut in the centres. And, yeah, some uh, sort of... We've got a few back rowers, don't we? So there might be some changes there during the game, which sort of concerns me a little bit. But, yeah. Chris, what are, you, what are your thoughts looking at that squad? Yeah, I agree with Friendy. Um, I'm a little bit worried about the same thing. Um, as we've touched on the last episode, I probably would have went... Campbell Graham, just a little bit, um, probably a bit better in defence. Same thing. I think the bench looks kind of worryingly um, pretty small, to be honest. Um, Joseph Suwali is at that set G up in the squad, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit worried about that bench, to be honest. Miles, thoughts? Look, much the same as the other two boys. Um, it's, uh, it's mostly, you know, it's mostly good. Um, there are a few changes here and there I would have made. Um, uh, I guess my number one concern is obviously how the hell did Junior Paulo make it again after an absence for all three games last series, but he was probably always going to be named anyway. And, and Tarek Sims, I'm not sure really he, he's done enough to to um, to make the the starting side, let alone the squad at all. Um, so, but apart from that, you know, it's, it'll do a job. I'm pretty pretty confident going in. So let's talk about some some of those notable. Absentees. I mentioned uh, Josh Adokar did not make the cut. Uh, there's no Angus Crichton. There's no Keon Kalomatangi, who has been involved in various squads in the last couple of years. There's no Campbell Graham, like you mentioned, Chris. Uh, no Jake Trevojevic either, a very loyal servant of New South Wales and Manly over the years, perhaps not in the best form. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of... Uh, it's a, a slight changing of the guard... And I just, as a Queensland fan, I don't think they've picked the best team they can. Miles, who are you most disappointed missed out? 
Well, I I I, th- I think that it's it's pretty ridiculous that um, Josh Adokar has has missed out. I can't recall a bad State of Origin game he's played. He's been anywhere from good to excellent in just about every single one of his games, and he's obviously paid for you know probably the worst stretch of form of his career. Um, that's he's a wing. It doesn't really matter. Um, and he's playing in the worst worst in a team in the NRL. Um, so I think as far as form goes for wings, I mean, I, th- I think they're pretty um, valueless, uh, fungible positions as it is. Um, so I don't see why Adokar has has copped the brunt there. Um, and look, the, the rest of them, I think, understandable on some level. I probably would have had Crichton in there over Frizzell, who I thought has been pretty ordinary throughout the last series sims as i mentioned but apart from that i think it's it's you know pretty reasonable is it the absolute best team we could have picked no um with that said there are a few players hurt too friendy i want to pick your brain on this uh you would have kept a pretty close eye on tyson frizzell's form as a newcastle fan now he was i believe injured for Mm -hmm. the last series which meant that he couldn't play so you've got him in the squad somewhat controversial of course, he's done the job for many years before. They've also got Jacob Saifiti. Well, as a Knights fan, what are your thoughts? I'm fine with Frizzell. He will not let anyone down wearing that sky blue jersey. He does all the little things right. Kick chase, kick pressure, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, he tries his butt off every week for Newcastle. Um, yeah, he's a bit of a victim of our team at the moment and how poorly they're playing, but... Yeah, he won't, he won't let anyone down. Jacob Safidi, I have no idea how he's in the squad. Um, that's just completely bizarre to me. Uh, I think, like, I wouldn't have him in the squad either, but someone like a David Clemmer, he's been busting his busting his ass for um, Newcastle every week and doing double what Jacob's doing, so I, I can't fathom that one. Just on um, Daniel Tupo in for Josh Adokar, I'm assuming Daniel Tupo will play on the left wing and that's to counter uh, Xavier Coates in the air, I would have thought. Well, that's assuming that, of course, Xavier is picked on the on the right-hand yeah. side. And we will know more tomorrow for Queensland. But uh, that could be Selwyn Cobbo, which is probably a similar threat, I suppose. Exactly. Same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, for sure. Yeah, so I, I can sort of understand that one. Tupo, um, really good out of yardage as well. And, and he's always played pretty decent for New South Wales when he has got a crack. So, yeah... Adokar, I'm not sure what he'd think of something like the Suwali selection in the squad. Uh, I probably think that's a development spot, but, I mean, yeah, the Fox is pretty unlucky, I think. Disrespectful, I'd say. Yep. Uh, so why is, why is that? Well, um, and, you know, as friend pointed out, um, I guess that is the um, designated, quote-unquote, development spot. But, you know, you're, you're essentially saying that this child for all intents and purposes is, is more worthy of being in the origin squad than someone who is seldom if ever let us down chris uh so yeah it's pretty safe to say that suwali and probably jacob saifiti are development players because there are probably players that should be ahead of them in the queue now my question is is this going to backfire for New South Wales? We're in, we're in the middle of COVID times. There's still 50 Australians dying a day. So it's not like COVID's gone away. Injuries can also happen during training camps and the like. Now that they've named a 22-player squad, say, for example, Brian Toto gets COVID and can't play. I think they should have to play 
Joseph Suwali. I think, I think, or, you know, Jack White or, or make it work from within the squad. I don't think they should be able to pull from outside the squad. Unless, of course, you literally run into like a huge amount of COVID cases. What are, what are your thoughts on this? Because it, it could go pretty wrong for New South Wales. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they, if they're picking a squad that big or the players should then be, um, you know, if something goes down, unless it's like, you know, a massive COVID outbreak or something, they should have to be selected from it. And I actually hate like the recent trend of like, there's always like a position in the squad that's like a quote unquote development. I, I feel like the full squad should be, you know, like ready to play a game player. And to, even if it's like a horses or horses thing with Jupo, you know, you're worried about the height on the edges. Firstly, I would say Adokar, um, like was pointed out previously, Adokar's never, I can't remember him ever having a bad game in New South Wales. And secondly, mm-hmm. even like the, the philosophy behind the selection is inconsistent because, okay, like I, I agree with Friendly's point about Frizzell. Like I'm fine with Frizzell there. Like, I, I trust him there. Same reason I'm fine with Sims being selected. But then Adokar doesn't get granted the same mm-hmm. thought process. And then Jacob Saifidi is just, you know, completely out of the hat. <laughs> Where Jake, you know, uh, Jake Turbo, obviously not having the best either, but he's someone else who, you know, he puts on a Blues jersey, you know, he's, he's rarely going to have a bad game. I just, yeah, I don't know, the more I look at it, the more I'm getting pissed off by it, to be honest. Well, that's that's something I want to explore a little bit. Um Let's let's talk about some ways that Queensland might be able to exploit this. Friendy, you've already talked about that edge defence. You're obviously worried. Uh, Katoni Staggs, not a noted defender. Uh, Stephen Crichton, probably also not a noted defender. And they're both very inexperienced. They're coming up against guys like Dan Gagai, probably Valentine Holmes, who are experienced campaigners. There's... I don't know. They, they, I think there is a real chance that, that New South Wales could be found wanting on those in those positions. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's the real concern for me. And looking at the squad, they've got um, obviously Frizzell and Madison on the bench there. So I'm pretty certain Frizzell would come on and play on an edge, um, which means Murray will go back into the middle rotation. So there's one change within the game when the guys have no so say it's Murray and Stephen Crichton they've got no combination at all yet so then you're going to bring another combination in with Frizzell um Madison may play middle may play edge so he he might even go the other side and you're doing the same thing yeah I'm I'm not sure actually it'll be Stags on the right won't it so even so yeah new combination and then you're having another one during the game so yeah, it's a real concern for mine. Chris, a potential concern uh, could be the fact that Nico Hines is the utility there. I know that you're a big Jack Whiten fan. These things might change before the game, but Freddie Fittler doesn't seem like the type to to play games with his with his lineup. So I think they're pretty settled on this. Um, how are they going to inject Nico Hines into this game to get you know value out of his inclusion? This is like another pet peeve: the utility. Nico Hines isn't a utility. You know, he can play. Mm. Well, I guess he's a bit of a back utility, but again, if you go, if Paolo goes down or RCG goes down or, you know, our prop goes down, the bench is already small as it is. And then you're expecting, again, to shift into the middle, then someone else is playing 80 minutes. You know, I, like, one could theoretically be a back rower. He just adds size, which, you know, I think if you're going to pick that bench, you want a little bit of extra size because you're only going with the one prop. But, Mm. Uh, I, like I, I think Hines should be in the extended squad. I think he's like deserved to be, you know, the the backup half, and he has utility in that aspect where 
if there's a major spine injury, for example, he could play a six, seven, or one. But in terms of mm-hmm. you know game day, again, I could be wrong, but I, I would want Whiten. I think he just, again, Whiten was there last year, and I, he I reckon he had a worse year last year than he has than he's had this year. I think he's been in really good form this year, as has Hines. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think mm-hmm. um, Whiten just adds a bit more versatility, and he's he's in the more true sense of a utility. Miles, Chris just touched on the fact that New South Wales does have a small bench uh, and a relatively, yeah, the, the middle rotation's a little bit on the small side when you discount the three big boppers. Uh, does that concern you as well? It does a little bit. Um, uh, as far as, as back rows go, Frizzell and, and Madison, particularly Madison, are on the larger side, but I, I would have liked to have seen... Um, I, I am a little bit like Chris. I'm, you know, unless you've got an actual utility, like say a Jack Bird, who also happens to be playing really well, by the way. Um, I wouldn't really bother with a, a utility. Um, that said, I'm not sure really how many props outside of those guys are, are putting their their hands up at this point. Um, uh, Stefano Tokamano was last season, but he has um, been hurt for most of this season. Um, mm. Liam Knight as well. He was playing pretty well um, for a few seasons there, but he seems to have dropped out of the rotation or been hurt. I'm not actually sure which one. Um, Lodge as well. I know you don't like him, Bo, but he was formerly playing good football. Kalal Matangi, I'm not sure if he could properly fill in as a prop or not, but he's a big boy and he's playing well. I, I would have maybe reached for him too, but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how, um, how Fitley uses his bench. Moses Leota is stiff to miss out. Really stiff. Oh. Yeah, yeah, totally forgot about him. Yeah. He, there, the- there's, your, there's your bench front roller. Like, he comes on, brings energy, leg speed. Like, he, he made, I just had a look then. He made 170 metres the other night and hardly played the game. Like, he, he's, yeah, he's really stiff to miss out. Yeah, no one ever even mentions him, really. Talking mm. about the Panthers. Yeah, and well, the Panthers have got a lot of representation here. They've got seven in the 22-person squad, five in the 17, um, and he would make eight, but he's, he is worthy. He's definitely one to keep an eye on. Uh, I noticed that none of you mentioned Alex Twole. That's disappointing. Um, Blake Laurie that scored his first try today. I was about 91 to. games. <laughs> um, overall, um, just some closing thoughts, guys. Uh, overall, Friendy, are you... Happy with this squad, or are you, yeah, a touch on the worried side? Worried. I think Queensland are heavy favourites. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you actually think we're heavy favourites, though? Or are you just trying to shift away that whole, like, underdog thing that we like to have? Uh, both. I, I genuinely think Queensland <laughs> should be favourites. Basically, all their players are in form. Um, their spine mm. in particular, like, they're, they're flying. So, we've got injury concerns. We've got guys playing out of position. We've got guys on debut in key defensive positions. Yeah, I, I can't see why Queensland aren't favourites for the series. All right, Chris, what, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, like, overall, feeling happy? You're also worried? And, yeah, is Queensland going to win? I'm a bit worried now, to be honest. I've seen a couple of few Queensland squads that have actually... I've been talking a lot of shit, to be honest, but... A few of the Queensland <laughs> squads that I've seen have got me a little bit concerned, especially with I'm not entirely happy with the squad. I think I think the starting thirteen I, I quite like New South Wales. It's just mm-hmm. the bench that has me a little bit concerned. And I think um, looking at uh, what Queensland's bench will most likely be a combination of I think they're going to have uh, quite a bit uh, better bench 
So uh, I'm, I think it's going to be even. I'll probably have Queensland slightly ahead, to be honest. Miles, this this sounds like dirty talk. <laughs> um, look, I, it actually sounds like I'm um, probably the happiest of the three, believe it or not. Um, I'm uh, Considering the fact that there's usually one or two or three selections that I'm not a huge fan of, I'm, I'm relatively fine with this squad. Like, like Chris said, um, I don't really get the... Um, I'm yet to understand the theory um, with the with the bench. So you know, maybe uh, Freddie will come up with something genius and in a way to use it. But apart from that, I mean, I, I think that um, given how well this team's played, or the the majority of it, the past three series and, and whatnot, I, I think it should get the job done. If it doesn't, then who knows? Maybe maybe Freddie's looking over his shoulder. Well, could be a referendum on Freddie's job, particularly if a if a rookie upstart coach gets the better of him, uh, as as Billy Slater is taking the reins for the first time. Guys, thank you very very much uh, for your thoughts. Uh, I, I know that it's you know with very quick turnaround, the name the team list literally just dropped uh, moments before we jumped on the podcast. So thank you very much for those fully congealed thoughts uh, as we as we head into a very exciting period of the rugby league year with State of Origin just around the corner. So. So that's the end of this episode. Please stick around for tomorrow. I'll be dropping an episode when Queensland named their team with me and Kieran Gibson uh, to see what his thoughts are and how much Queensland are going to win by. Until then, see you then. Above the Horizontal is brought to you by the Pioneer Australia. Find them on Facebook or at www.pioneeraustralia.wordpress.com. The panellists are Miles Stedman, Kieran Gibson and Daniel Friend. And it's hosted and produced by me, Bo Nicholson.